Why don't we begin? This is Fresh Hop Cinema. Hello and welcome to Fresh Hop Cinema, a craft beer and movie podcast based in Chico, California. I'm Max Minardi. I'm Johnny Summers. Merry Christmas, guys. What a day. What, what a, a day, day it is. <laughs> this is our Christmas special. If you're listening on the podcast feed, you don't know why things are any different, but if you're seeing this on our YouTube channel, uh, you're seeing us, and uh, we'll pretend like we're seeing you as well. You look great. Um, if you haven't had the chance yet, please go ahead and give us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen. If you haven't had a chance to, check out our lovely Instagram, curated mostly by my friend Johnny Summers here. You got a brand new light box. I don't think uh, at the point of this recording you've posted anything. Not yet. Okay. Uh, but we've messed with some light box stuff in the past. Look very professional. And as I understand it, the one that he's ordered for us is much more streamlined, effective, gorgeous. Um, what am I missing social media wise? People want to movies and beer stuff? Yeah. What's it called? Which one? Untapped. Untapped for beer. Uh, uh, um, Where's the notes, man? Letterboxed for movies. Do we not have notes today? Not today. Okay. Uh, you can find us at Fresh Hop Cinema, or you can Google Johnny Summers or Max Minardi and put Letterboxd behind it or Untapped, and you'll find us both. Um, maybe most importantly, and this is uh, the first shout-out of a few, uh, thanks to our patrons on Patreon. If you don't know what those two words mean together, it means that you can support our show for money. And it helps us do fun things like this where we get to set up and hire very talented, sexy cameramen uh, to run an awesome setup. And uh, we put out bonus content. We did a review of a of a beer earlier today. Um, so if you got a buck or two to spare a week, cost of a cup of coffee a month, throw it our way. We'd, we'd really like it. Again, it's patreon.com slash freshhopcinema. Um, and that'll, that'll really go a long way with us. It's the Christmas time of year, so... You know, if you like what we do, help us out. That's it. You missing anything housekeeping-wise? Nope. Let's drink beer. Okay. So um, despite what was just in his hand, we are not featuring Bush's – oh, that's going to be fun – Bush's beer today. We are featuring two beers uh, right behind us here. And the first is a beer uh, that I bought back in Norway on my honeymoon back in 2019. Uh, I got it in late September. And we talked about it because it was um, episode 154 we covered it on. It's from a brewery called Servicium. I'm going to grab it. Johnny's going to open it, and before we talk about what it is, uh, Johnny is going to read you the poem, the poem, um, on this beer. I suppose you should pour it first. <laughs> um, yeah, the video. But, uh, so, yeah, I mean, do you want to pour or do you want to read? Let's pour. Well, you're asking me to do all the things. I'm giving you options. I was going to do both. Sure. Um, so, as you can see, if you're, again, watching our YouTube, you can you can see what we're doing. But, Johnny, read us read us the uh, the poem that represents the CHUD beer from Servicium. Uh, CHUD, C-H-U-D. That is, what would we call that? An acronym. Indeed. Every letter stands for something. Twas the night before Christmas, and down the sewer, something was lurking. A festive evildoer. Born of hangovers, fights, and unwanted gifts. And rotten mistletoe that's never seen a kiss. Oh. He plans to destroy Christmas, so go check your cellar to avoid being to avoid being taken by the Christmas hating underground dweller. <laughs> Should if you're new to the show and uh, you don't know this, we 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 almost decided it was like well, who's going to read that description? And um, in keeping with uh, what we, we're about to perform for you, and Johnny's playing the infamous Ebenezer Scrooge, it seemed appropriate uh, that he read that description. But um, it's a 10% imperial stout. We, like I said last year when I, I bought two beers from this brewery and the first that we covered last year was called chocolate salty Christmas balls and it had this very aggressive, um, strung out looking Santa on it. Um, can we, can we grab that can Johnny? I'm going to pull it up right here. 
Um, and I guess I suppose we'll cut to this camera. Um, but this is what this one looks like. Uh, and it's much less intense at first glance, but then you look and it's like this kind of little sewery sort of, um, what's the Tony Hawk game studio? N Neversoft. Yeah. Uh, it's got that kind of vibe going. I haven't tasted it. I think that you have. What do you think? Is it just a stout? Is there nothing in it? Like, does it not say that there's anything in it? You can give it a go. Oh, there's a gnat that is tempting me and I'm going to destroy oh, cool. it by the end of this. I'm out. It's got <laughs> lactose in it. Does it really? Yeah. Where'd, oh, where did you see that? Under what it says what it has in the beer. Would have been helpful had you read it out loud, but I can, okay, here we go. Oh, it's a lot of it is in uh, Norwegian. Yeah. Oh, yeah, look at that, buddy. Do, you gave it a taste? Mm -hmm. Did you like it? It's good. That's yeah, a shame. Yep. Uh, well, that was an oversight on my behalf. I'm really sorry. It's not exactly how I wanted to start this episode, but um, all things considered, I, I, I guess, you know, I just apologize. That's fine. It happens. How? Reading's hard. The taste was fine, though. No, it's delicious. Yeah. yeah. I was like, this tastes a little creamy. Son Shoot. Uh, no, it's good, though. It tastes like it has stuff in it. It really reminds me of uh, like a Noah or something like that. I don't. I don't want to jump the gun, but... When I drank that, it actually I felt I felt things in it. Yeah, it looked like there was some snot that came out. When there, I yeah, there's it. almost like a coconutty. Th is there coconut in this too? Maybe it's so small. It does say yeah. There's malted barley, malted wheat, flaked oats, lactose, and <laughs> there's also natural aromas in this, which seems like a weird thing to put in a beer. <laughs> but, okay. Uh, um, that'd be funny. There might be snot floating around in it. Yeah, that actually freaked me out a little bit on on the on the drink there. Can I, can we make it? Let's go for an option here. An audible. Are we, are we? Let's just pulling the plug on. Let's this pull beer? the plug on this beer. Like, let's just leave it alone. We'll remember the good times we had a year ago. I um, mean, go back to plan A. Yeah. Okay. Um, by no use of editing magic because we're not covering any of this up. We're gonna set this here. Oh, this is fun. It's the one time this might work. We're gonna ask our production assistant for two new glasses. Who is? I'm not sure yet. It's one of two people. I'm not sure who it's going to be. It's the one that's not doing anything. Sure. Okay. <laughs> Brian! Uh, we have a little monitor in front and it cut to cut to them. Brian, if you have two uh, glasses around that are relatively clean, um, that would be super helpful because we are going to sort of just skate right by Chud here. And we're going to go with our first prairie beer that we were going to have to skip because of um, a potential long-windedness of our storytelling today. But yeah, I think it's it's the right move to go back to it because it is Christmas themed. Yeah, uh, potentially really good. It's prairie, mm -hmm. so yeah. they've ne almost never steered us wrong. Yeah. Um, so I'm gonna set this back here. Uh, yep, those two. Oh, are you gonna make it on frame? Yes, you are, Hi, Brian. Okay. Um, all right. So now we need the beer. Beer's here. The beer's here. Okay. Sweet. Had it off to the side, Johnny. I think at this point you take the reins because I, I've done a pretty good job botching the first beer. Yeah, it's fine. You know, creative controls. Uh, heavy is the head that wears the crown. There are, if, if you're interested, the amount of notes that were available on the internet are on our screen in front of us. If you'd like this. to go from that. Shh. Hmm. Shh. Go ahead. It's fine. <laughs> All right. So both of our beers this week are from Prairie Artisanal Ales out of Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Uh, they are usually really good, and we've done a bunch of their stuff before. So this beer is obviously leaky. Because it's open, and also it's themed from what movie? The Grinch. The Grinch. Who stole Christmas? Yeah, seasick crocodile. I love the can. It's should so we? Cool. Should we? I don't know. I feel like we're playing with copyright already. I don't know, like the visual side of this, but I feel like we should drop in the music. You think? Like maybe it's playing in the background right now. We could talk about that after. This is. We're just gonna assume it's in there. Okay. Uh, what kind of? What is? What is this beer? Uh, yep. 
sour ale mm-hmm. with I want to say nutmeg and cinnamon and maybe maybe cranberries and ginger and as maybe well. Maybe cranberries and ginger. <laughs> oh, it's right there. Look. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Yeah, uh, ABV. Six point three percent from this bad boy. So sour high. ale, cranberries, ginger, cinnamon, nutmeg. So it's it's supposed to be like sour Christmas. I think it's fun that they did a Grinch themed beer with like the sour side of things. Oh, it smells it smells real intensely like kombucha. Yeah, it does. Like which I guess makes sense. Like yeah. you get some of the like especially the ginger. Um, that's incredibly kombucha. That's a lot of ginger. Yeah. And a lot of cinnamon <laughs> and nutmeg. It's like kombucha pie oh that's actually really nice yeah um it's booch pie booch pie i had i had a pumpkin pie the other day um or or probably thanksgiving but it was like the first time it was like a homemade proper pumpkin pie it was really really good i don't like pumpkin pie but you've never had homemade pumpkin pie uh i mean i might have but this is the first time it really hit home you know that's surprising i don't like like pumpkin pie really i don't like pies Mm. what about fruit pies what's a fruit pie like Like an apple pie pie? yeah sure apple pie is fine with ice cream i like ice cream a la mode Mm-mm. I don't know. You don't like it all mode, but you like it with ice cream? Is all mode by itself? All mode is with ice cream. So. It is? Yep. That doesn't sound right to me. <laughs> oh, a-, a la carte's by itself then, huh? Yes. No, that's when it has snails in it. Mm, pretty sure that's not right. That's escargot. <laughs> oh, Merry Christmas, I suppose. Yeah. Um, do you like this beer? Um, it's conflicting. I feel like it's very kombucha-y. It's very tangy. It's oh. somewhere between like like sweet and like not savory, but it's got all those spiced notes. It's like it hits really close to the tea realm. I think just the nutmeg and like it's basically got like um, what do they call that mulling spices? It, like when you make it tastes like a cold mulled cider almost, like yeah. a cranberry cider. Um, Cran- cranberry cider. I barely know her. Okay. <laughs> um, what's surprising me is like there's not a whole lot of ginger on the tail, or it's not the most prevalent flavor. Like it is on the nose. Ginger is like the first thing you smell far and away. But like, yeah, the spiciness is kind of what comes through when you drink it, right? Spicy definitely tastes like like fall seasonings. It's kind of like if you took kombucha and made it alcoholic and then put um what is that stuff called? Allspice? Sure. Yeah. That's a thing. Allspice that you put in pies. Whoa. Yeah, it's so spicy on the end. Mm-hmm. I like it. It's really different. It's one of the like the more interesting uses of those flavors in a beer for Christmas season. I don't know if I like it though. Oh, you're not even you're not sure if you like it. I'm not sure if I like it. Oh, no. okay. Um, it doesn't smell good. Let's give let's give an extra point for like the high ABV because it does not drink like I I would have believed four and a half percent totally. Like it drinks it, it could be like a really really mellow kettle sour kind of thing. Yeah, it makes sense. I also give it a point for not being so like punchy in the lymph nodes. Like I'm not going to get heartburn from this, which is very exciting. Yeah. Uh, it's not, it's not bothering me on like a, um, a sort of tangy level or an acidity level. I think it's fine for what they were going for. I would never buy this again. Yeah, I probably wouldn't either. It's not yeah. super exciting to me. I like, I like the audacity. I like the, um, I don't know, attempt to make like a Christmas beer that isn't necessarily, you know, like a super intense Imperial Stout. That's fun. Yeah. Try something new. Yeah, it is. It's cool. I've had some really good beers with like uh, spruce tips that seem really Christmassy that I would go that direction more. But I don't know. If you're like sour ales, this is going to be up your alley. Personally, it's it's not doing it for me. It's like if I, if I want a sour ale, I want it to be like fruited and juicy and, and different. This is like too many fall spices with like sour beer. It just it feels really conflicting and I don't like it. 
Okay, we've landed. Yep. I okay. Don't like it. Uh, I I'm not in that same boat. I think it's it's a cool thing to try. Um, maybe not. Yeah, the the most um universally appealing. It smells like fall hand soap from Bath and Body. <laughs> you're just like you're just like sliding down this raiding mountain. Here's like oh, this is gross. Well, the more I smell it, the more I dislike it. Yeah, it's it's it's. I don't know. It's making a statement, so I get I get points for that, but or it gets points for that from yeah. me. Um yeah, I don't I don't love it. I don't mm. I don't dislike it. I think it's I think it's pretty good. Right. Um I wouldn't go for it again. I think it's more of a statement than a beer that I would enjoy. Yeah. But still kind of fun. Um I like the idea of having Christmas themed beers that aren't stouts. Yeah. I'd like to see more of that. I mean, that's fair. You're not wrong. So out of ten, my friend, where do you land on Seasick Crocodile? <sighs> Probably 3.8. Oh, okay. That's yeah. It's All right. aggressively low. Yeah, I'm I'm a I'm a 5.5, I think. 5.5 out of 10. I think that's fair. I'm I'm with you. I wouldn't buy it in. Where did you get this? SNS produce. SNS coming in clutch really a lot recently. Um, how much was it? I don't remember. Yeah, but but not probably an arm and a leg. Like six bucks, seven bucks. Oh, that's six or seven? Yeah. That's a lot, yeah. isn't it? Um, well. Okay, I guess um, her traditional. I'll say if you if you do want to get this beer, it sounds good to you. Find it at SNS, probably Spikes. I would guess any reputable yeah. bottle shop anywhere that carries Prairie probably has it. Yeah, right. Do you want to read these fine folks a story with me? Let's do it, man. Okay, let's do it. Uh, if you, if you're unaware of the different format this week, if you haven't been listening, we are going to read you a classic Charles Dickens novel, A Christmas Carol. Uh, we're going to be playing all the parts, including the narration. We've we've divvied it up in a way um, that. I think even if you're only listening, it'll still make sense. Um, but if you're watching, it will definitely make sense. Um, and I'm I'm very excited for it. I've been practicing my characters for uh, what feels like forever now. Uh, so I suppose, without further ado, maybe a cool transition here. A Christmas Carol. Once upon a time, upon a Christmas Eve, old Scrooge sat busy in his counting house. A Merry Christmas, Uncle. You can't do the fucking book. That's how I'm doing it. <laughs> All right. Bah, humbug. Christmas a humbug, Uncle. You don't mean that, I'm sure. Oh, I do. Out upon Merry Christmas. If I had my will, every idiot who goes about with Merry Christmas on his lips would be boiled in his own pudding. He should. Hang on, what's pudding? What is his own pudding? I don't know, but I don't think you should tell a child you're going to boil him in it. <clears throat> Uncle! Nephew, keep Christmas in your own way and let me keep it in mine. Keep it? But you don't keep it. Let me leave it alone. Then, much good day to you. Much good it has ever done you. I've always thought of Christmas time as a good time. A kind, forgiving, charitable, pleasant time. And therefore, Uncle, though it hath never put a scrap of gold or silver in my pocket, I believe that it hath done me good and will do me good and I thank God bless it. Well, Butters slash Bobby Boucher, <laughs> I say good afternoon. <clears throat> I'll keep my Christmas humor to the last. <laughs> I'm just falling into Bobby Boucher. So a Merry Christmas, Uncle. Uh, good afternoon. And a Happy New Year. Good afternoon. His nephew left the room without an angry word, but the clerk, in letting Scrooge's nephew out, had let two other people in. At this festive season of the year, Mr. Scrooge, we should make some new slight provision for the poor and destitute who suffer greatly at this present time. A few of us are endeavoring to raise a fund to buy the poor some meat and drink and means of warmth. What shall I put you down for? Nothing. You wish to be anonymous? I wish to be left alone. 
Since you ask me what I wish, gentlemen, that is my answer. I don't make merry myself at Christmas, and I can't afford to make idle people merry. I help to support the prisons and the workhouses. They cost enough, and those who are badly off must go there. Many can't go there, and many would rather die. If they'd rather die, than let them. The hour of shutting up the county house arrived. Scrooge took his melancholy dinner in his usual melancholy tavern and went home to bed. Now it is a fact that there was nothing at all in particular about the knocker on the door of his house, except that it was very large. And yet Scrooge, having his key in the lock of the door, saw in the knocker not a knocker, but Marley's face. Marley's face with a dismal light about it, like a bad lobster in a dark cellar. As Scrooge looked at this, it was the knocker again. He said, Poo-poo! And closed the door with a bang. The sound resounded through the house like thunder. Every room above and every cask in the wine merchant cellars below appeared to have a separate peal of echoes of its own. Scrooge was not a man to be frightened by echoes. He fastened the door and walked across the hall and up the stairs. Up Scrooge went, not carrying a button for its being very dark. Darkness is cheap, and Scrooge liked it. Quite satisfied, he closed the door and locked himself in, double locked himself in, which was not his custom. Thus, secured against surprise, he put on his dressing gown and slippers and his nightcap and sat down before the very low fire to take his gruel. As he threw his head back in the chair, his glance happened upon a bell, a disused bell that hung in the room. It was with great astonishment and with a strange dread that as he looked, he saw this bell begin to swing. Soon it rang out loudly, and so did every bell in the house. This was succeeded by a clanking noise, deep down below, as if some person were dragging a heavy chain over the cask in the wine merchant's cellar. Then he heard the noise much louder on the floors below, then coming up the stairs, then coming straight towards his door. It came on through the heavy door, and a specter passed into the room before his eyes. What do you want with me? Much. And who are you? Ask me who I was? Well, who were you then? In life, I was your partner, Jacob Marley. <clears throat> you don't believe in me? I do not. Why do you doubt your senses? Uh, because a little thing affects them. You could be a little chunk of undigested beef. <laughs> a blot of mustard. A crumble of cheese. A fragment of underdone potato. There's more gravy than of grave about you, whatever you are. The spirit raised a frightful cry. Oh! <laughs> Sorry. Uh. Mercy, dreadful apparition, why do you trouble me? Why do spirits walk the earth, and why do they come to me? It is required of every man that the spirit within him should walk among his fellow men and travel far and wide. If that spirit goes forth not in life, it is condemned to do so after death. I cannot rest. I cannot stay. I cannot linger anywhere. My spirit never walked beyond our counting house. Mark me. In life, my spirit never roamed beyond our money-changing hole. And weary journeys lie before me. <laughs> Money I don't like that either, oh. yeah. Scrooge was very much dismayed to hear the specter going on at this rate and began to quake exceedingly. 
I am here tonight to warn you that you have yet a chance and hope of escaping my fate. You will be haunted by three spirits. Expect the first tomorrow night when the bell tolls one. Expect the second on the night. <clears throat> the next night at the same hour. The third upon the next night when the last stroke of twelve has ceased to vibrate. Look to see me no more. Scrooge tried to say humbug, but stopped at the first syllable, and being from the emotion he had undergone, or the fatigue of the day, or his glimpse of the invisible world, or the conversation of the ghost, or the lateness of the hour, he went straight to bed without undressing, and fell asleep in the instant. When Scrooge awoke, the church clock told a deep, dull, hollow, melancholy one. Light flashed up in the room upon the instant, and the curtains of his bed were drawn aside by a strange figure like a child. Are you the spirit, sir, whose coming was foretold to me? I am. Who and what are you? I am the ghost of Christmas past. As the words were spoken, they passed through the wall and stood in the busy thoroughfares of a city. It was made plain enough by the dressing of the shops that here, too, it was Christmas time. The ghost stopped at a certain warehouse door and asked Scrooge if he knew it. I know it. I apprenticed here. They went in. At sight of an old gentleman in a Welsh wig, sitting behind such a high desk that, if he had been two inches taller, he must have knocked his head against the ceiling. Scrooge cried in great excitement. Why, it's old Fuzzywig. Bless his heart. It's Fuzzywig. Alive again. <laughs> Fuzzywig. Doesn't work in my German character, but I'll stick with it. <clears throat> da, it's the fuzzy fig. Your Jose Ebenezer, dick. <laughs> a living and moving picture of Scrooge's former self, a young man, came briskly in, accompanied by his fellow apprentice. Yo ho, my boys, said Fuzzy Vig. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah. No. <clears throat> no more work tonight. Christmas Eve, dick. Eben, Christmas Ebenezer Let's have the, such, have the shutters up Before a man can say Jack Robinson Clear away my lads And let's have lots of room here Clear away There was nothing they wouldn't have cleared away Or couldn't have cleared away With old Fezziwig looking on It was done in a minute The warehouse was as snug and warm and dry And bright a ballroom As you would desire To see upon a winter's night in came a fiddler with a music book and went up to the lofty desk and made an orchestra of it and tuned like 50 stomach aches. In came Mrs. Fezziwig, one vast smile. In came the three Miss Fezziwigs, beaming and lovable. In they all came one after the other, some shyly, some boldly, some gracefully, some awkwardly, some pushing, some pulling. In they all came, anyhow and everyhow. Away they all went. Twenty couple at once, hands half round and back again the other way. Down in the middle and up again, round and round, old top, couple always turning up in the wrong place. When the clock struck eleven, this ball broke up. Mr. and Mrs. Fezziwig, shaking hands with every person as he or she went out, wished him or her a Merry Christmas. A small matter, said the ghost, to make these silly folks so full of gratitude. He had spent but a few pounds of your money. Three or four, perhaps. Is that so much that he deserves this praise? It isn't that, spirit. He has the power to render us happy or unhappy. 
to make our service a pleasure or a toil. Say that his power lies in the words and looks, in things impossible, to add and count him up. What then? The happiness he gives is quite as great as if it costs a fortune. Spirit, remove me from this place. Haunt me no longer. As he struggled with the spirit, he was conscious of being exhausted and overcome by an irresistible drowsiness and, further, of being in his own bedroom, he had barely time to reel to bed before he sank into a heavy sleep. Guys, it's Christmas, and it's time to take your family out, get some delicious food, some drinks, maybe several drinks because, well, kids, am I right? Uh, head on down to the Handlebar Chico right here in town. It's one of the best watering holes around, and they've got a fantastic happy hour, seven days a week from 2 to 6 p.m. You get a dollar off all of their draft beers, and they have an amazing lineup. Again, a dollar off seven days a week, 2 to 6 p.m. If you've never been to the Handlebar, they're located at 2070 East 20th Street on the south end of town right here in Chico. They're a great local business. Go check them out. Handlebar Chico. Scrooge awoke in his bedroom. The walls and ceiling were so hung with living green that it looked a perfect grove. The leaves of holly, mistletoe, and ivy reflected back the light, and such a mighty blaze went roaring up the chimney, heaped upon the floor to form a kind of throne, where turkeys, geese, great joints of meat, pigs, long wreaths of sausages, minced pies, plum puddings, barrels of oysters, red-hot chestnuts, cherry-cheeked apples, juicy oranges, luscious pears, great bowls of punch, and immense twelfth cakes. Upon this couch there sat a giant, glorious to see, who bore a glowing torch. Come in, come in, and know me better, man. I am the ghost of Christmas present. Look upon me. You have never seen the like of me before. Touch my robe. Kingy. (laughs) Scrooge did as he was told and held it fast. The room and its contents all vanished instantly, and they stood in the city streets upon a snowy Christmas morning. Scrooge and the ghost passed on, invisible, straight to Scrooge's clerks, and on the threshold of the door the spirit smiled and stopped to bless Bob Cratchit's dwelling with the sprinklings of his torch, then uprose Mrs. Cratchit. What has ever got your precious father then, and your brother, Tiny Tim? No, no, there's father coming, cried the two young Cratchits, who were everywhere at once. In came Bob, the father, his threadbare clothes darned up and brushed to look seasonable, and Tiny Tim upon his shoulder. Alas for Tiny Tim... He bore a little crutch and had his limbs supported by an iron frame. And how did little Tim behave? As good as gold and better, somehow he gets thoughtful, sitting by himself so much, and thinks the strangest things you ever heard. He told me, coming home, that he had hoped the people saw him in the church, because he was a cripple. And it might be pleasant to them to remember, upon Christmas Day, who makes lame beggars walk and blind men see. Master Peter and the two young Cratchits went to fetch the goose, with which they soon returned in high procession. Mrs. Cratchit made the gravy, ready beforehand in a little saucepan, hissing hot. Master Peter mashed the potatoes with incredible vigor. (laughs) Miss Belinda sweetened up the applesauce. Martha dusted the hot plates. Bob took Tiny Tim beside him in a tiny corner at the table. The two young Cratchits set the chairs for everybody, not forgetting themselves, and crammed spoons into their mouths, lest they should shriek for goose before their turn came to be helped. At last the dishes were on, and grace was said. It was succeeded by a breathless pause as Mrs. Cratchit, looking slowly all along the carving knife, prepared to plunge it in the breast. But when she did, 
and when the long-expected gush of stuffing issued forth, one murmur of delight arose around the board. And even Tiny Tim, excited by the two young Cratchits, beat on the table with the handle of his knife and feebly cried. Hurrah! But now the plates being changed by Miss Belinda, Mrs. Cratchit left the room alone to take the pudding up and bring it in. Mrs. Cratchit entered, smiling proudly, with the pudding like a speckled cannonball, so hard and firm, blazing in half of half of a quartern of ignited brandy. The fuck does that mean? <laughs> Keep rolling, that's great. And, I don't know what that is. And bedite? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, who the fuck wrote this script? <laughs> and bedite with Christmas holly stuck <laughs> into the top. Hey, can we, why the f- Putting like a speckled cannonball? I don't get I love it, but I don't get it. I don't love at it. At all. And I don't get it. A wonderful pudding. At last, the dinner was all done. The cloth was cleared, the hearth was swept, and the fire made up. Then all the Cratchit family drew round the hearth, while the chestnuts on the fire sputtered and crackled noisily. They were happy, grateful, pleased with one another, and contented with the time. And when they faded and looked happier... Yet in the bright sprinklings of the spirit's torch at parting, Scrooge had his eye upon them, especially on Tiny Tim, until the last. But the whole scene passed off, and he and the spirit were again upon their travels. Much they saw, and far they went, and many homes they visited, but always with a happy end. Suddenly, as they stood together in an open place, the bell struck. Scrooge looked about him for the ghost and saw it no more. As the last stroke ceased to vibrate, he remembered the prediction of old Jacob Marley, and lifting up his eyes, beheld a solemn phantom, draped and hooded, coming like a mist along the ground towards him. Ghost of the future, I fear you more than any specter I have seen. Will you not speak to me? It gave him no reply. The hand was pointed straight before them. Lead on, lead on. The night is waning fast, and it is precious time to me. I know. Lead on, spirit. They scarcely seemed to enter the city, for the city rather seemed to spring up about them. But there they were in the heart of it amongst the merchants. The spirit stopped beside one little knot of businessmen. Observing that the hand was pointed to them, Scrooge advanced to listen to their talk. I don't know much about it either way. I only know he's dead. When did he die? Last night, I believe. What has he done with his money? I haven't heard. Company, perhaps. He hasn't left it to me, that's all I know. The scene had changed, and now he almost touched a bear. Uncurtained. <laughs> Why is there a bear? I don't know. <clears throat> it's so weird. Keep going. Uncurtained bed. A pale light rising out of the air fell straight upon this bed, and on it, unwatched, unwept, uncared for, was the body of this unknown man. It's pretty dark. Spirit, let me see some tenderness connected with the death, or this dark chamber, spirit, will forever be present to me. The ghost conducted him to poor Bob Cratchit's house, the dwelling he had visited before, and found the mother and the children seated round the fire, quiet, very quiet. The noisy little Cratchits were as still as the statues in one corner, and sat looking up at Peter, who had a book before him. The mother and her daughters were engaged in needlework, but surely they were very quiet. The mother laid her work upon the table and put her hand up to her face. 
The color hurts my eyes. They're better now again. It makes them weak by candlelight, and I wouldn't show weak eyes to your father when he comes home for the world. It must be near his time. Passer, rather. But I think he's walked a little slower than he used to these few last evenings, mother. I have known to walk with him, Tiny Tim, upon his shoulder, very fast indeed. But he was very light to carry, and his father loved him so that it was no trouble, no trouble at all. And there is your father at the door. She hurried out to meet him, and Bob came in. His tea was ready for him, and they all tried who should help him to it most. Then the two Cratchits got upon his knees and laid each child a little cheek against his face, as if they said, Don't mind it, father. Don't be grieved. Bob was very cheerful with them and spoke pleasantly to all the family. He looked at the work upon the table and praised Mrs. Cratchit and the girls. You went today then, Robert? Yes, my dear. I wish you could have gone. It would have done you good to see how just how green a place it is. But you'll see it often. I promised him that I would walk there on a Sunday. My little, little child. My little child. Spectre, something informs me that our parting moment is at hand. I know it, but I know not how. Tell me what man that was with the covered face whom we saw lying dead. The ghost of Christmas yet to come conveyed him to a dismal, wretched, ruinous churchyard. The spirit stood among the graves and pointed down to one. Scrooge crept towards it, trembling as he went, and following the finger read upon the stone of the neglected grave his own name, Ebenezer Scrooge. Am I that man who lay upon the bed? No, spirit. Oh, no. Oh, no. Spirit, hear me. I am not the man I was. I will not be the man that I must have been. Why show me this if I am past all hope? Assure me that I yet may change these shadows that you have shown me by an altered life. I will honor Christmas in my heart and try to keep it all year. Oh, tell me that I may sponge away the writing on this stone. Holding up his hands in one last prayer to have his fate reversed, he saw an alteration in the phantom's hood and dress. It shrunk, collapsed, and dwindled down into a bedpost. Yes, and the bedpost was his own. The bed was his own. The room was his own. Best and happiness of all, the time before him was his own. To make amends in, he was chucked. <clears throat> he was checked in his transports by the churches, ringing out the lustiest peals he had ever heard. Running to the window, he opened it and put out his head. No fog, no mist, no night. Clear, bright, stirring, golden day. What's today? Eh? What's today, my fine fellow? Today? Why, it's Christmas Day. It's Christmas Day. I haven't missed it. Hello, my fine fellow. Hello. Do you know the poulterers in the next street, but one at the corner? I should hope I did. An intelligent boy. A remarkable boy. Do you know whether they've sold the prize turkey that was hanging up there? Not the little prize turkey, but the big one? What? The one as big as me? What a delightful boy. It's a pleasure to talk to him. Yes, my buck. It's hanging there now. Is it? Go and buy it forthrightly. Walker? <laughs> no, no. I am in earnest. Go and buy it. And tell them to bring it here. That I may give them the direction where to take it. 
Come back with the man, and I'll give you a shilling. Come back with him in less than five minutes, and I'll give you half a crown. The boy was off like a shot. I'll send it to Bob Cratchit. <laughs> just curious. No, it was perfect. I was just going for it. I, I was, that was me and character. <clears throat> <clears throat> I'll send it to Bob Cratchit's. He shan't have known who sent it. It's twice the size of Tiny Tim. Scrooge dressed himself all in his best and at last got out into the streets. The people were by this time pouring forth as he had seen them with the ghost of Christmas present and, walking with his hands behind him, Scrooge regarded everyone with a delightful smile. He looked so irresistibly pleasant in a word that three or four good-humored people said, Good morning, Merry Christmas to he was early at the office the next morning. If he could only be there first and catch Bob Cratchit coming late. The clock struck nine. No Bob. A quarter past. No Bob. Bob was full 18 minutes and a half behind his time. Bob's hat was off before he opened the door. He was on his stool in a jiffy, driving away with his pen as if he were trying to overtake nine o'clock. Hello! What do you mean by coming here at this time of day? I'm very sorry, sir. I'm behind my time. You are. Yes, yes, I think you are. Step this way, if you please. Now I tell you. What, my friend? I am not going to stand for this sort of thing any longer. And therefore I'm about to raise your salary. Bob trembled. A merrier Christmas, Bob, my good fellow, than I have given you for many a year. I'll raise your salary and endeavor to assist you in your struggling family. Scrooge was better than his word. He did it all, and infinitely more. And to Tiny Tim, who did not die, he was a second father. He became as good a friend as a good a master, and as good a man as the old good old city knew, or any other good old city town or borough in the good old world. Some people laughed to see the alteration in him, but his own heart laughed, and that was quite enough for him. And it was always said of him, that he knew how to keep Christmas well. May that be truly said of us, and all of us, and so, as Tiny Tim observed. God bless us, everyone. (laughs) I really, you did a great job, by the way, on that last line, uh, because I did not do the dialogue right. Uh, So, I'm an actor. um, Before we get out of here, we do have one more beer to review. This is our final beer from Prairie. We're good on time, guys? Production people? Cool. Um, excuse me. Um, but I, I feel like I don't want to dive in. You, that was great. A lot of character work done. I broke character a few times. I cried once, which I didn't even know I had in me. Oh, I thought I made you cry. You did in a sense with your performance. Yeah. It's magical. Uh, Johnny, what are we, what are we drinking to end, end the show? This, this very merry fresh hop center Christmas. Yeah, you got some notes to pull out for Sure. So we are hitting the perennial, nay, the prairie classic. See, perennials and other brewery. That's yeah, right. I thought that too, actually. It's a joke. Sure. Yeah. No, the Prairie Christmas Bomb 2020. There is a description, if I may, sir. Ooh, uh, it's leaky. On the screen. Yeah. So I love Prairie. I love all the Prairie Bombs. Prairie Christmas Bomb from their website. Christmas Bomb Beer, which is an amazing base stout from Prairie Artisan Ales, is the best beer for this season. Left to age on espresso beans, vanilla beans, chocolate, and featuring ancho chili peppers and additional Christmas spices, including cinnamon, ginger, and nutmeg, as that bring in a blast of a finish. 
Treat yourself with this popular holiday imperial stout. So essentially, they took the spices from the seasick crocodile and put them in a, a better beer. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, we've, we've, maybe I'm wrong, but I think we've done Christmas bomb on the show mm. before. Um, I know that we've had our smattering with Prairie over the years. Like mm-hmm. I, we've done birthday bomb. Mm-hmm. I think that we've done their vanilla noir. Does that ring a bell to you? Or at the very least, we drank it together. Yeah. Okay. Maybe. Yeah. Um, and Christmas bomb is one of those that I also think we've done, but it kind of changes every year. So this year, um, I'm going to double check, uh, just so I don't say it wrong twice. Um, this one happens to be, oh, come on, fella, don't let me down. Uh, 13%, which I think is kind of standard for, part for the course. Yeah. Um, I think the last time we did Prairie was a Goza that I brought back from Reno back in like September. Um, and the name is escaping me at the moment, but the point is Prairie always makes pretty good beers. Um, granted you weren't so stoked about the, the sour earlier, but yeah. still, I mean, yeah, even there's, there's all sours are hit or miss for me, but totally. it was still a well-crafted beer, but yeah, Prairie does really solid stuff. Most of the time. Uh, what was it? They have one that's got the little flower on it. It's like, um, a funky farmhouse. I can't remember what it is, but it's really good. Yeah, it's okay. on our Instagram. It's one of my favorite beers Sweet. from them. Um, but Bomb is an amazing base beer. It's always got just such beautiful body. All the notes shine through really well. You get like just that subtle chili, but it doesn't punch you in the mouth. Like It's just a well-balanced, amazing stout. And they do so many variants of it. And they're all usually really fucking good. Yo, okay. So um, the ginger and the chilies. <sighs> did you get it? Um, th- for, to our viewers, I might cut this out of the podcast feed, nope. but to our viewers, there's been a gnat that's been uh, really sort of playing with fire the whole night with us. Uh, we almost got him just now. Um, what I was going to say is that in this particular beer, though, the ginger and the chilies are front and center. And this has been out, what do you think? Like this is like 60 degrees maybe? Yeah. Like it's just maybe a tiny bit too cold for stout drinking temperature. It's still pretty good. It's very on point. Like I think this is exactly how it's supposed to taste. It's, yeah. it's relatively carbonated, but it's very thick. Mm-hmm. Um, I bet my bottom dollar, I believe it's 13%. Yeah. It's a heavy hitting beer. I like it on my first drink. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have any initial thoughts that are different than mine? No, it's really good. It's it's real solid. I love Christmas Bomb every year. It's always a little different. Um, it just seems like the ratios get tweaked and adjusted. So like this one's got just a tiny bit more chilies than I'm used to. But I like I dig that. Um it's definitely sweet, but it's not like sickly sweet. I feel like this beer's always struck a really nice balance of being more of a beer flavored beer, more of a traditional stout with some barrel aging. It doesn't get too deep into the dessert territory, at least with this one. Some of like the, the birthday bomb is super vanilla, you know, excuse me, like super vanilla frosting. But this one, you get all the spices. I really like the cinnamon in this. Um, the ginger adds a little bit of kick, like you said, with the chilies, which is kind of cool. And then the nutmeg really gives it like a with the nutmeg and the chocolatiness and the vanilla really gives it a cookie vibe yeah there's like a roastiness that um you do want like it's not overpowering like a dessert stout necessarily like there's some of those pastry stouts where it's like i don't i don't even know if this is beer at all yeah like it's just sweet and chocolate martini what's happening this very much feels like a stout Mm -hmm. that happens to have all the flavors that you talked about yeah um yeah i agree actually now that i've drank it a couple times the cinnamon is maybe more of a front runner than even the ginger which is a did you get it nope is a pretty intense. Uh, now I have to leave in, even in the podcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> leave it in. Um, the ginger is a very aggressive flavor. Ginger in anything is aggressive. I mm-hmm. made a I made a curry the other day with ginger, and it was like left a couple of chunks. And 
uh, it was very strong. That flavor was, but cinnamon, I think here even jumps ahead of the ginger. Yeah. Um, I don't get nutmeg as much, but I do get sort of that holiday kind of spiciness. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's oh, nutmeg. Yeah, it probably is just nutmeg and yeah, cinnamon. What other holiday allspice and cloves. Um, clove? Sure, great one. Allspice is just all that shit. It's just together. put together. It literally is. If you look at the ingredients, yeah. on allspice. Yeah. It's just yeah. Um, what do you not like about this? Um, it finishes almost a little. It's not tangy, but it, it, the aftertaste. There's just so much going on. It would be probably hard to have like a pleasant aftertaste. Yeah, so, maybe. Like it just ends up leaving your mouth tasting a little like sour or like meh. Like it's not bad, but it's definitely the thing I like the least about it. It's not subtle, man. Yeah, it, I think I feel the same about the finish as I do about the nose. Like the nose is so aggressive and bitter yeah. and gingery. Um, and I think that's I don't know people that have been watching. Like I've had I have this much left. I started about here. Mm-hmm. Um, it does end like super, not super, but pretty acidic and like mm-hmm. kind of uh, hot. Yeah. And like a ginger, like a hot, you ever do the cinnamon challenge? You know about that? No. Almost. Um, well, if you ever, the, the idea is you swallow a spoonful of dry cinnamon and that's when you really get like, it dries your mouth out. It's super hot. It's unpleasant. Um, and that's the kind of heat that comes in the back end of this. Yeah. But the drinking part of it, I think is really good. This is certainly not the best Imperial stout I've ever had, but no. I think it's good. It's a good Christmas beer. Um, it's, it's pretty good. Yeah, exactly. I'm about the same. It's solid, but it's not life-changing. Johnny Summers, would you like to rate it out of 10? Yeah. This beer's a 7.2. A 7.2. Yeah, it's good, but it's not great. Uh, It's good for the holiday season, but it's not something I'm going to reach to throughout the year. Price point is a little steep, but it's something cool to open with with people you don't normally hang out with. So um, take it for what it is and uh, enjoy it if you want at Christmas. But I think there's probably better stuff you can get. It's up to you. 7-2. 7-2. I think it's good enough. All right. Well, in the, uh, you know, recent tradition, maybe six to six months to a year uh, of mine of not, I don't, I don't do the decimals quite as well as you do. Um, so I'm gonna give it a flat seven. I think we're on the same page. Um, granted, I'm coming in with a bias. Like we've had the opportunity to try several great beers over the years. Um, oh, if you could close this off with killing that gnat. Did we miss it? Yeah, it's okay. Oh, shoot. Um, no, I think seven's great. It's 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 an expensive, um, pretty good beer, and I think that's fine. Yeah, uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't buy it again. I wouldn't buy it with my own money, certainly. Um, but I think it's good. Like I'm gonna finish what I have. You already ha- you already have I finished this in your glass. I liked it. Um, so again, that's Prairie Christmas Bomb 2020 7.2 for you, seven for me. Basically the same rating. Johnny, you want to tell people what we're doing next week on the show? Yeah. So next week we are covering Citizen Kane and Mank. So we have the greatest film ever, according to multiple, multiple lists, and also the brand new David Fincher-directed Netflix movie, Mank, about kind of like the making of it, some behind-the-scenes type stuff, the writing of it, perhaps. I don't even know. So we're going to cover those two things in addition, conglomeration, compunction, with Cedar Crest Brewing out of Red Bluff, California. So the first episode of the year is going to be Lit AF. Be sure to tune in for that. Watch the movies, get some of the beer if you can, and uh, enjoy them with us together. As usual, this show wouldn't be what it is without the support of Bailey Minardi, all of our friends on Patreon, The Handlebar. That's Johnny Summers. That's Max Minardi. Have a wonderful, safe holiday, and we'll see you next year. Cheers, everybody. This is Fresh Hop Cinema.